We're live somewhere. Hey, yo. All right. Welcome to Cross Court Conversations. We got the baddest mofo to ever step on the court in HVB, man. Y'all already know. I don't need to introduce this dude. I do not need to introduce the dude. What's up? What's up, Corey? How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, hey. Any chance to have the, the biggest and baddest dude to ever step in the court, man? I'm 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 glad that you see me that you see me that way. Um I see myself slightly different. Um I see myself as finding a place that I can grow you know, myself without any attacks, any attacks that would affect me. Yeah. Uh and I just invested my time there where it was safer for me. Uh and I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I naturally enjoy it. Hey, you want to talk about um, your 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 music endeavors and, and whatnot? <clears throat> um. Well, you know, I mean, I've I've done I've done lots of music. Yeah. Um. But I think this is my this is my last push. Not to say it's my last push, just to make something happen. But everything has fallen in place. Got all my got all my equipment. Build my own sound booth. Um, and I got the talent, so um, pretty soon I'm going to be coming out with a single. I don't know the exact date, but but the minute that I drop it, you know, the Mon community is going to already be. Yeah. It's not right there. Um, and it's all about positive stuff. It's all about bringing people together. It's all about um, something different than what I hear on the radio, just to put myself uh, in, in a different kind of category, just to reach people other than hurt them, so. Most of the music that's out is mainly negative, but yeah. we need a balance. So I'm gonna be that balance back at that. Um, where, where can we get you know a little little bit of uh, what you're doing there? You have a website or 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 anything to, so we can kind of connect with you? Or I'm actually I'm, yeah. Well, I'm uh, I don't have a website yet. Like I was in the middle of, of a double bubble. I end up starting my uh, starting my own you know, construction company. In yeah. the process, because I, you know, I need a family foundation. Because you know, the music don't bring the money right in. You Not, mainly have right. to put out first, and then reap the benefits if you go down the right path, just to get the money. Yeah, but um, sure. so uh, so yeah, like I'm just trying to uh, cross all my T's and I dot all, all my at home first, so I can move move how I need to, you know, abroad. So um, I don't know. It, Exactly when I'm gonna complete everything, it's probably just gonna be according to the uh, standards of what's going on at home and my priorities of what's important and what's not. Awesome. Crossed up with time. Tell us a little bit about your. I was gonna say, tell us a little bit about your music, man. Like, what's the genre? What can we expect on your uh, your? And give us a snippet. Music, man. Uh, I mean, I just want to do something a little versatile. I mean, I can sing country, I can sing hip hop, I can sing. <laughs> man, you, you got to warn me ahead of time. You know, I've been, I've been rough. But if we. <laughs> man, I mean, I've been kind of uh, rough. Maybe after I talk toward the end of the show, yeah, okay. sure. I just hit a little something toward the end of the yeah. show. Yeah, what's the ground for that? I think, you know, but, uh, uh, 
Sometimes even if you treat me wrong, I still got love for you because you might not know what you're doing or you might have some problems going on within your life and you don't know how to deal with them. The only way you can is to take it out on somebody else. So yeah, uh, sure. I kind of try to see the full circle of you know what I'm dealing with and where I should position myself Hi, within the circle. Good morning. That's on the court too. So yeah. I mean, you know, you know, my volleyball is physics, so it's all. It's all a part of life, really. Yeah. So, so Corey, who, like, who made the biggest impact on you as a player? Like, who? Because everybody, like, I think a lot of people can can say that you made an impact on them, but who made an impact on you? The biggest impact on you. Well, I mean. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch other people play because I was too busy developing my skill. Um, when you have too much time to watch other people, um, you can watch them just to study them. But like I did, the only people that I had to study were were ex Olympians or you know ex ex professional players, um, and I didn't have any favorites because I stole pieces, I took pieces of form that they were using and applied it to my game. So, uh, I mean, I love to see great volleyball, but I can't really sit down and watch it that much because I always want to be on the court. Um, not to say that there aren't great players. Um, I just haven't spent time sitting down watching them. I'm trying to get on the same court with them and play them. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, it's not that. I mean, you know, that was my goal, but when, but they told me that I was too short a couple times. Mm. And uh, even though I was blocking a seven-foot hitters, they told me that I was too <laughs> short when it came out to the, mm. to the oh, body yeah, yeah, throw that so, in there. Uh, I don't know whether it was a race issue. I, I don't know what it was, but I've seen people that are shorter than me playing volleyball. Yeah. But mm. in, in my time, in the 90s, um, and there have been people that have came out, so I'm not blaming anything on anybody. I'm just saying in my position and where I came from, I actually went back to school to get my GED so I can play college volleyball at Lewis University. Mm -hmm. But uh, what years? I scored that 17 on my ACTs and got my GED. Mm -hmm. The coach was bringing professional players from Puerto Rico onto the team, and they got their whole title snatched, and we. And he resigned, and he was my only connection into that, mm. my only raw connection. So, and that kind of broke, okay, that kind of broke my dreams. But I needed to get my GED, like I needed to, um, mm. I set myself right. So, I, even though that didn't go through the way that I want in the future, so mm. it takes a good with you know how it is. And the bad too, because uh, you know they all come together. Oh, come um, and, just, and just make the best out, 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 out of my situation, but loving it at the same time. Can you talk about your early years? Like uh, what? Man, this is what, all uh, like experience, man. We got a short time, man. Yeah. 
talk, talk about your early years. Like, what, what got you involved in volleyball? And how old were you? And, and like, how did you progress? Did you play in high school and then you know, college? And then, you know, like, how did you get into, like, Lewis and all that? Well, um, well, I mean, um, when you are um, when you are playing playing competitive ball, um, okay, I'll, I I won't start from your end. I'll, I'll start from the beginning. Um, my mother played college volleyball. She was a setter um, for mm. Chicago State University, um, and she used to take us to her practices. I was four. My brother was two, um, and then she played for like three years as the uh, setter. So when I became five. Mm. Name uh, drop. And my brother was three. All of the players, all the players on the team during their timeouts and their breaks, they'd just be teaching us form, showing us how to contact the ball. I just wanted to catch the ball. I just wanted to run off with it, you know. But, <laughs> um, but I also wanted to do what I, you know, saw my mother doing because uh, she was the one feeding me, and uh, she was the one that could, you know, not motivate me to be, to be my greatest. Um, so, I was open to her. And, um, she gave me the ball and I did exactly what she did. And uh, I even developed my own style as I was, you know, like coming up playing against older people because um, they really didn't have competitive volleyball uh, on, on the black side of town. Um, usually, you know, it's not most of those players, they, they played around competitive people, but, but their mind and their will wouldn't allow them to take the game to the next level. Like they want, like they would want. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not, uh, some people just just don't have it, even though they might have the abilities and the uh, and the potential too. They don't have the will, they don't have the drive, they don't have the heart mm. just to make it happen. They don't conquer their fears. You know, they mm. they they see a player, and if they think that they're dominant, they bow down to their mm. dominance before the game even starts. But uh, yeah, like I play volleyball. When I was young, when I wasn't at a gym, me and my brother, we took some we took some uh, cardboard paper, got some duct tape, a big old ball of cardboard paper, wrapped it up in duct tape, and we was playing over the living room table, over the back yeah. gate in, in the backyard. I mean, our life yeah. became volleyball. Like, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> bro, that's, bro, that's how we grew up. Some volleyballs in the house going crazy. <laughs> that was our excitement, and, and it, it became a part of, of, of life. You know, it's not for me. So when I came to the Hmong community, I saw that same, uh, that same will, that same drive that was in me. You know, it's not throughout the land, throughout it, everybody that, that that was around. So I, it made me feel like I was at home. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's not through that I started to meet each and every individual. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you know, it's not even though you know, it's not everybody looks 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 like family. You know, it's not everybody mm -hmm. looking. You know, it's not related. Um, I'm I'm able just to pinpoint and you know know who I'm seeing and who I'm talking to and the experiences that we've had you know, together. So like like those times and those experiences, uh, like I don't take them lightly um, because, uh, you know, now we play volleyball together, but we all are uh, human beings trying to communicate with each other in any way that we can as well. Most of us, you know. What, what high school did you go to? Hmm? What high school uh, did you go to? I, I, I went to Proviso East, but, uh, you know, now they didn't have... Uh, now, they didn't have uh, they didn't have volleyball. I, I, me and my brother, we tried very hard to get a, a volleyball 
my program going, but mm-hmm. um, in volleyball, they didn't have the funding. They had the funding in basketball and football, but not volleyball. Um, right. so, That's some famous athletes that came out of there. Yeah, but, but they all basketball, you know, right. players. Basketball, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, um, I think I had, I had, I just came when, um, what's my man's name, who, who played for the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, was it uh? And he retired. Was it no, Antoine Walker? He, uh, he graduated from Fresno East. No, Antoine Walker graduated from Fresno East. Yeah, yeah, same high school as you, right? Yeah. Um, for the, for the yeah, but you know, but anyway, I mean, it's not that. <laughs> Might be Finley. Could, could, was it Mike Michael Finley? Finley? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Now, I'm, I'm, and I uh, I played at the basketball court with Michael Finley. Awesome guy. His yeah. you know, attitude in the hood and everything was awesome. You know, he, he deserved <laughs> just to get to where he was, to, to, to where he is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, uh, my school, they didn't have the uh, funding. Um, yeah. Most most of the black schools didn't have funding for any sports but football and basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, like everything else was, was, was half-assed. So, yeah. We tried to get the program going, and uh, and we had to end up raising money amongst ourselves just to get a net, just to get balls, just to get all, all of that stuff. And they still uh, and they still underfunded us just to be able to play uh, in in the mural sports and you know the different things with the other schools. So um, like somebody just didn't want to invest money in it, and I mean right. I couldn't I mean I couldn't fight over that. Because I was leaving the school pretty soon. I mean, I, I was hardly there. I was a bad boy in high school. Like, I was mm-hmm. gang banging. I was, you know, hustling. I was, uh, I was singing too. Mm-hmm. Like I was uh, in, in in high school. Uh, I sang in my first pep assembly, and everybody knew me after that. But I was the mm-hmm. harmony thug. Like I was around there hitting notes <laughs> one moment, the next moment I hit somebody and laid them out. Um, like I didn't like that lifestyle, mm-hmm. but but, but that was a lifestyle that gave me glory at that age that I couldn't understand and that I fed off of. It, um, but did but, you, you know, break like, dance? As you get older, you start to see all the loss and. Uh... Mm-hmm. I'm like, but like when I start to realize myself, that was when, that was when I had to figure out how to organize myself. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even though you're good, you can be sloppy and good, right? You know. So, I mean, it is a lot of self dissecting if you want to become a great player. Right. You got to be honest with yourself. You can't. Let other people tell you that you're good, but you within yourself, you know whether you're ready or not. Mm-hmm. You can't go and talk to something, but you know what's going on in the background. And that's what's the most important for every player, what's going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And that's things that people are never going to see. Nobody's going to influence it. It's got to be your will and drive mm-hmm. is to make something happen that you want to make happen. Mm-hmm. And most people, um, it hurts to say it, they don't have the will, right. they don't have the drive. So they're so busy trying to develop their game, but they need to be developing 
their fight, their will, their drive. Yeah. Like, like, like you cannot be playing the game with a certain form, and then once you learn that form, you instantly pass some balls. Mm-hmm. Your brain takes time to develop. It takes time to break you from being afraid of people that are taller than you. Mm-hmm. Just because they're taller than you don't mean that they got more power than you. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just because they're taller than you don't mean that they're going to work as hard as they can to not be stopped mm-hmm. or to stop you. Like, I have been in games where I had a triple block, six right. feet, seven feet, six, nine, six, eight, six, five. What you triple blocking me for? I'm yeah. only 5'11". Mm-hmm. Now, that's telling me something right there. Yeah, mad respect right there. Yeah, it's it's respect, but mm-hmm. now am I going to play into that? Am I about to try to smash this fucking ball as hard as I can? Or do I know that when I got a triple block, it's a mm-hmm. section opening in the court? Yeah. yeah. You know, because like, like once you take the time just, just to think about your will, just to mm-hmm. think about how much you really love the sport and what it is to you really. Once you mm-hmm. once you develop that heart within you, it don't mm-hmm. matter what size you are. Mm-hmm. It don't matter whether your arm's short. It don't matter whether you're missing a finger. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go out there and everybody gonna see that will within you. Everybody gonna see that fight. You get blocked and you just keep on going. It don't matter. You don't keep doing the same shit over and over again. They right. block you one way. Right. You can change the game up like you're using your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, because because a, because a person can block you, but that don't mean that they shut you down. Right. Because in order to dominate a person, you must shut them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to shut them down, you really got to shut them down. Every time they mm-hmm. come up to you, they try yeah. to think about where to hit. Mm-hmm. And you ain't showing them up front. You waiting mm-hmm. for the last minute and jumping up there and snatching their ball down. Mm-hmm. I done blocked people like four times in a row every time we met. They didn't want to hit the ball no more. Why? Why you don't want to hit the ball no more? Mm-hmm. You got a team that's depending on you. And when y'all playing in, in the grass, you know, somewhere else, you killing everybody else. But now that you're here, you don't even have the wheel and drive to continue because you've been so spoiled by the people around you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, True, see, like everybody wants glory, mm-hmm. but like nobody wants the pain, but you become the greatest through your pain. You become mm-hmm. the greatest player through um, through being broken down. Right. That builds with. So if you're afraid to get blocked, what the hell are you playing the sport for? If you're right. afraid to get six-packed, why are you playing the sport? Mm-hmm. And I think some of those struggles that you're talking about, a lot of it happened behind the scenes and stuff, right? Yeah, that makes all you here. that person. Yeah. It's all here. Yeah. You know, so, like, and we all have the ability, mm-hmm. but it's structuring the mind. Nobody mm-hmm. teaches you how to structure your mind. Nobody teaches you how to think about yourself on a daily basis, no matter what anybody around you says. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that doesn't put you on a high horse but it blocks the ability for anybody's opinion to, to break your wall of, uh, of protection, your mental wall yeah. of protection. Mm-hmm. Because like you can deal in this sport and you can think that somebody is awesome, but they're a great player, but they're not a good teacher. Yeah, that's you know? for sure. So I mean, uh, like while you're, while you're developing your mind, you're also developing your teaching skills. Right. You, can mm-hmm. tell, you can tell detailed teachers because they went through the processes within their mind mm-hmm. and then, then they brought what was within out and gave it to everybody else. 
because mm-hmm. everything starts from here. Mm-hmm. You ain't a good mm-hmm. player if it ain't starting from here. Mm-hmm. You know? See, that's... You organize it here. That, that's... Well, I'm glad you're kind of here live and telling a lot of these kids or these guys who watch you play throughout the years. Man, I think you're just sending the message that it's not all physical. It's not. Yeah. Most of it, you said, it's the heart and, and the head. And that's something that's very underrated. and It's not talked about a lot. Right. So... I'm glad that you're sharing that message and pushing it, man. Can, can you talk yeah, a little man. bit about? I mean, I mean you know, your, some people say, yeah. "Yeah, talk to me." Can Can you talk a little bit about your physical training? <clears throat> well, um, probably about forty percent of it is natural. Um, okay. Mm. All I have to do the hops, is the hops. must be nice. Yeah, like the everything. Um, just, just, just with the regular strenuous life. As a child, I never stopped moving. I was always running. I was I was flipping. I learned how to do. Uh, I learned how to tumble in the neighborhood. We started flipping off garages. Um, you know, now they opened up a field house, and we went in there flipping on the mats. Played basketball. Played yeah. played uh played stick hockey. Um, like I always stayed active. So um, like you know, like you don't have to you don't have to bodybuild and get all big and bulky because it's not about your it's not about your overall strength. It's about your quick strength. It's about that mm-hmm. snappy strength. Right. And that's with small reps, small. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of repetitions because, because if you stop doing that bulky workout, that shit going to turn into fat, mm-hmm. you know, or it's going to become flabby. It's not going to become solid. Like, you know, like uh, muscle building up is just what it is. You're building your muscles up. Like you're not catapulting from, from a flat surface all the way to here instantly. No, you got to come up a little bit, stop. Let it let it develop. Come up a little bit, stop. People want to work out every day and doing all this craziness. You are confusing your muscle, confusing everything. Like, mm. if you work hard, take a day, let your body heal. Mm. Next day, work hard again. Take a day, let your body heal. You know? Um, and I mean, uh, I, mean I, I think I was the most safe because of my eating habits. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was young, I only ate one big meal a day. I drank wow. fluids and, you know, knickknack fruits and maybe some chips or some, some gummy bears or some, you know, just little, little knickknacks. But like my main meal was a balanced meal, vitamins, minerals, um, fluids, mainly water, um, room temperature water. Because if you're eating any foods that are oily and you drink cold water, is gonna freeze up in the lining of your stomach. Wow. So, so you don't wanna, you don't wanna be playing volleyball, then go up there and eat, and then drink some ice cold water. It's gonna mess you up. You're gonna be having cramps. You're gonna be trying to eat salt or doing whatever. Rub down. It ain't gonna work because you have compromised yourself. You really. I thought it was. I thought it was ideal to have like three, four All beers your, before uh, you play. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it ain't good for your kidneys, but uh, you'll feel good for a while. You might go to sleep early that night. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I mean, I mean, not for the for the uh, for the uh, young boys. What I'm gonna say is because I've already walked it. Don't drink nothing. Don't smoke nothing until you get about 30 or until you get old enough, because your brain is still developing. Mm-hmm. All the way until the age of 25. Mm-hmm. So if you are altering your mind, killing brain cells, you are stopping the opportunity of your brain being able to develop regularly. 
So mm. just wait. It's going to always be there. Marijuana, the liquor, mm -hmm. it's going to always be there. But if you got goals about how you mm -hmm. want to be in this sport, if you got a vision for yourself, if you're willing to do what it takes just to get there, and that's part mm -hmm. of it. You know, now I, you know, mm -hmm. I took shortcuts and I struggled because I'd be playing in tournaments and I could not breathe. I didn't let anybody else know. I just tried to slow my breathing down and just try to get back into the flow of things. But, you know, I could have gave myself a heart attack. Like I could have mm -hmm. been doing all types of things, playing a sport that I love. So like, why are you young? And it, it's not good for you when you're old, but you know, old people, they become addicted to things. And, and yeah. it's another battle on top of another battle. But if you're clear, if you're free, if you mm -hmm. haven't bought those things in your life, don't bring them into your life mm -hmm. because it's going to stop your muscle development. It's going to mess with your joints. It's going to um, it's going to give you respiratory problems if you party can, like we party. Can you talk um, about your, your journey a little bit? You said you played, you said you went to uh, Lewis and then uh, can you talk a little bit about that experience and then um, after that, like how, how well, I mean, far did I you, how far did you get? Well, I mean, I didn't go to Lewis. Okay. I mean, I didn't go to Lewis. Um, but I took my ACTs and, um, well, I, I, I completed my GD and then I took my ACTs so I can get into Lewis. Yeah. Um, mm. Because I had already dropped out of high school for probably about three or four years. Mm -hmm. But I still had college eligibility because I'd never played in college. Right. And I had, and I, I talked, I talked to the coach. Um, I talked to the, uh, to the assistant coach. And I showed them some videos and they actually saw me play at US United States volleyball tournament um, when I played open in, uh, in Arizona. Okay. Uh, and they were interested, like, all right. But he was doing some sneaky stuff under the table just to get on top. And, um, and when people do that, everybody that's involved suffers. Mm. So like I suffer because they, they got rid of the whole staff and I, and I gave my okay. information to the new staff, but you know, mm -hmm. they already had their picks and they had people having their eyes on them now. So any, any, um, any metal that they were going to bend for me, they were no longer able to bend it. Okay. So, so I got stuck with a 17 ACT mm -hmm. and my GD in my hand. Okay. But I still had the love for the sport here. Right. And, and I still had a bigger challenge because now that I couldn't play um, volleyball just to be able to see if I can, you know, if not tap into the highest level of their sport um, in their organization, uh, I decided just to reach my own heights. Mm -hmm. The way that I wanted to see myself play um, the fear that I wanted to strike into people's hearts when I step mm -hmm. on the court, the um, the happiness that I wanted everybody to share that was on my team when we worked mm -hmm. together and we and we completed things, we were all on the same accord. Like that is what mm -hmm. I live for, and I live in that. Like when you when you live in that, hey man, come on, let's go play some ball. Mm -hmm. Hey man, come on, let's play some ball. Yeah. Hey, come on, play some ball. You know, so. Um, once I start, once, once all of that stuff faded that I tried to, to do, I tried to at least give it a try. But like yeah. once that faded, then like I went on a binge, 
mm-hmm. I was mad as hell, man. I, Cause I put a lot of work in. I just knew right. I was gonna be in the right. So I, I went on a binge mm-hmm. and, and I mean, I, I called myself the all American killer mm. because all I wanted to do was beat on college boys ass. That's it. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Those kids who be showing up at open gyms with scholarship and stuff, we're like, man, I'm just as good as you. Yeah. Chip on your shoulders. And like uh, that motivated me to elevate my game even more. Because mm-hmm. I got beat on there too. Yeah. But but as time went by and overall, people gonna fall off. Just make sure you don't fall off. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, yeah. don't be a half ass. If you set a goal and you want mm-hmm. something, just mm-hmm. do it. It ain't gonna hurt you to right. do it. I mean. Even if you fail, now you right. know what it takes not to fail. Try it again. I'm still waiting for you to fall off so I can come back and play. No. So. <laughs> Believe it or not, man, uh, like, you know, now the, the way my body was feeling, uh, I, I thought I was going to fall off, off because probably about three weeks ago, I set up the net. Me and, well, no, it wasn't that long ago. It was about a week ago. Mm-hmm. I set up the net with my girl, um, and we just started peppering and doing all that. And like I was, I was good. Mm-hmm. I, I hit the ball a few times, felt good. A couple <laughs> hours and went by, back started hurt, shoulder started hurt. <laughs> like damn, man! Like I never used to feel that, man. Yeah, who I, hit me? I, what I the just, hell? I just <laughs> so hard. I just, <laughs> oh man! I was like, man, do I really want to get into this pain? Again, but when when you know what pain is, mm-hmm. not that it's a great thing, but pain turns turn you into a time like compression, like things piled on top of each other. The pain is what forces you mm-hmm. to go over the top. When you get tired of losing so much, mm-hmm. either you're gonna quit like a weakling, right? Well, you're going to step up like the man that you're supposed to be, right. like the competitor you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, well, the, volleyball, it's all about heart, man. It's all yeah. about your there was a There was a famous quote by Muhammad Ali, right? He used to do workouts and stuff with sit-ups and whatever. He said, he said something that resonates with what you're saying there, man. He's like, you know, I'm doing, he's doing sit-ups and stuff, and he doesn't count any sit-ups until it starts hurting. So once it starts hurting, then he starts counting. So... I think that a lot of the time the game doesn't start until it gets really tough. Like any anyone anyone can go through the motion and just you know serve it back and forth and stuff. But when it gets really tough, the sun is shining and the game is really close. That's when the real game begins. Yeah. And I think that, that you awesome, awesome yeah, and I think that you were able to rise those occasions more time than not, and that's why you became such a legend in the Hmong community. So. Well, well. The Hmong community saw me after I had mastered my failures mm. and cleaned myself up. Mm. See, <clears throat> go ahead. In this sport, yeah, go go ahead. What what? Oh, um, I, I was gonna ask you, like, what um, what led you into Hmong volleyball? Was it um, Goming Goming uh, asked you or or? I love that brother. You're my like, yeah. Hmong man, but he was, yeah. but he was he was at a stage in his life where he was so into himself where where he didn't feel the will to ask me to play two or three years earlier when he knew that I existed. Where, where, where did you guys meet up though? Can you take it back just a little bit? Where did you, how did you guys meet up and link up and stuff like that? Well, 
Um, we used to always uh, we used to go to uh, what's the name of that park district up north? Um, where yeah, by the lake, uh, Sheridan Park or something like that. Uh, man, I keep forgetting the name of this place. But I haven't been there. Was that indoors or was it, it outside? Was indoors. It was in my two more. I think I know what you're talking about. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, uh, you know, my buddy Mike Brown. Um, yeah, he's a Jamaican guy. He uh, mm-hmm. he actually worked for for the park district, so he used to have us in there mm-hmm. every Tuesday and Thursday night, or every yeah, every Monday and Wednesday, or, or Tuesday and Thursday. And I'm just playing playing uh, against up north white college boys, tall, mm-hmm. arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very very full of themselves and very um very picky with who they play with right um and if they don't know you if you haven't developed a name that they have heard about then you're nobody to them mm. um but i was somebody and i hadn't developed a name through college i developed a name on the street because the people that they looked up to i was blocking the people that they looked up to i was hitting on mm-hmm. i was digging um I, and if i did get blocked i wasn't like I wasn't letting down. You got to mm-hmm. stop me every time they set me the ball, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna side out. Yeah. If I don't side out, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. I need to recalculate, recalibrate, mm-hmm. and do it right in the next match. Okay. Apologize so, to my teammates. So is that <laughs> is that how he heard about you? Just through the grapevine, like the legend of Corey. He's like, okay, I gotta go check this dude out. Or is that how you guys <laughs> linked up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I actually love the love, and um, and like I wouldn't call myself a legend, mm-hmm. but I would allow people to call me one, mm-hmm. um, because I don't, I don't think my, I don't think of myself as it, because all in the back of my mind, while I was developing myself, I always knew that if somebody out there was better quicker, mm-hmm. stronger. Um, and that kept me in my place. It kept me, it kept me humble. Um, because like, you gotta be humble, but a tiger, a lion in this, like you gotta, you gotta love, but, but you gotta know when to kill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. like, you know, like if you're going to be pussying out on the court, just pull yourself out. Like if you don't got mm-hmm. the heart just to take the pressure of the game point swing or, you don't got the heart to serve the damn ball over the net on game point when you're playing speed score. Look, all the little minor things that you should have cleaned up already if you're trying to better yourself as a player. It's the little things. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, it's a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes you might ball up and cry mm-hmm. because, because you want something so bad, but it seems like you don't have the capable possibilities of being able to acquire it. How did uh, how did go, how did Gomez convince that, you to uh, come play, man? And he just asked me. Yeah. He was like, "Man, look, you know, like you might not, you might not want to play with us short Asians, mm-hmm. but uh, man, we be throwing some big tournaments, man, and you probably win a little bit of money, but mm-hmm. I got a good squad, man. What you doing? What you doing next next weekend of Memorial Day? Mm-hmm. Nothing. All right. Well, you know, now we going to Iowa." That was the first tournament I played in, I think, Iowa. Okay. Then I played at okay. the airport. But yeah. 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 He um yeah, I mean, all he had to do was ask. He all, all he ever had to do was ask because I never was arrogant. I was mm-hmm. arrogant with, you know, people that treated 
me, that treat that acted arrogant toward me. Mm-hmm. I just gave what people dished out. You talk mm-hmm. shit to me on the court, it's coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but also, I'm gonna elevate my game because it ain't just about talking mm-hmm. shit. When you get to talking shit, not a spotlight on you. You got to show out. Right. But you know that team. We come first step on the court. So like you can't lie to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. some people can't. Once they've been lying to themselves for so long, then they start to believe they lie. But right. tell yourself the truth. Let your let let what's inside of you let you know that you can't do this shit right now. You need more mm-hmm. work. Mm. You know, like ain't no shortcuts to right. greatness. Ain't no shortcuts. No, no, there's you not. You gotta take all of that. You gotta take everything: the loss, the good, the maybes, the hate, the trust. You know, the mistreatment, all of that. Yeah. yeah. Can Can you describe your first tournament in Iowa? Like, how, how was it? Did, did you like it or? or... You guys went to Iowa, dude. What the heck is that Iowa, man? The first tournament, I felt like an alien, man. (laughs) Felt like an alien. Yeah. Because everybody thought I was one of those same black guys that they always would see that was going to come in and get their ass whooped. Sure. (laughs) But I had elevated my game so high to where wherever I go, Mm they're going to know. They gonna really know. And uh, another thing that also helped me is that I played on teams that weren't balanced. I played on teams where I had to carry weight on a consistent basis, which teaches you how to carry weight and what to do, what moves just to make when you have to carry weight versus what other people are doing and how you need to think. That is the that is the that is the breaking point of a great player. You can have all the skills, have the perfect form. You can know where to play. You can know where to block. But when the game is on the line, if there's a little, okay, you can have a little bit of fear that that you can challenge. But mm-hmm. if your fear is at a level that you can't challenge, you just compromise the whole team. Right. I think the whole team should get together and just have strong thinking um, so everybody can bring their minds yeah, and if anybody feels afraid or if anybody feels doubt, talk it out. Why do you feel doubt? Mm-hmm. Or you can talk to yourself. Why am I doubting myself? Like, I got mm-hmm. arms. I got legs. I got muscles. I got a brain. I got, there's got to be mm-hmm. some kind of strategy that I can come up with to be successful. Like, sometimes you mm-hmm. might not be able to physically outplay your, the people that you're playing with, but you can outthink anybody. Mm-hmm. But people want to look over that because... Everybody don't see the thought process. They just see the outcome of what the body does. Right. Right. Now, so, but, yeah. I am so interested because you talk about the mind game so much, man. What, what, um, tell me some of your, you know, exercises for your mind, man. What do you like? It seems like you have so much self positive talk that you, be, you like believe that you're going to accomplish whatever you're, you're set out to do, man. Tell me some of those exercises that you go through, man. Well, I mean, besides um, the physical stuff, right? We're always going to train physically, but what do you do mentally to prepare for say like a tournament or an opponent? Well, like mentally. You kind of do exercises of telling yourself, like I believe mm-hmm. in myself. I can do this. Mm-hmm. If you work hard, if you have worked hard, through that process, 
that's going to build mm -hmm. your confidence already. So you know that mm -hmm. you worked your ass off. And you talk about not taking any shortcuts. So you know you didn't right. take any shortcuts and you're like, man, I'm good. Right. Now, now you can lie to yourself. Right. So people do it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they hop out on the court thinking they can do something that they really haven't prepared for. Mm -hmm. And everything is proper preparation prevents poor performance. That's what mm -hmm. I've lived by. From five mm -hmm. P's. And I, you know, learned that when I was in my game banging days. But, you know, mm -hmm. not that type of knowledge has helped me. Mm -hmm. um, it was something that I can take that was positive versus all the negative that I, you know, I got from the situation. Because from mm -hmm. any situation that you run into, you got to be able to take something from it. It's like mm -hmm. you got to get something from it. If you're not getting nothing from it, if you go on to work out every night and you ain't getting right. nothing from it, you ain't feeling no pain, you ain't thinking about how you want to strategize to make yourself better the next time you go play, then mm -hmm. you're not serious. Mm -hmm. So seriousness is the first thing. Like, mm -hmm. like you got to be down for the sport. Mm -hmm. you know can't nobody influence you like right. you know i mean i was I, this is my second time being married my, like my first wife she tried to do everything to stop me from coming to tournaments mm -hmm. you know so my shorty was born and two days later i was at a volleyball tournament mm -hmm. and uh it was like she didn't like that but that's because she didn't understand my passion and what i went through to develop myself into who i am volleyball mm -hmm. development developed my whole muscle structure mm -hmm. everything uh um it, it also developed my thought patterns as far as knowing that that I can that I can convert my physical actions mm -hmm. from a physical action to a mathematical equation. Mm -hmm. So like like you got to see things in different ways. You can't just see volleyball straightforward. You got to right. see it in a scientific way too. Mm -hmm. Like like you got to know that it's physics. You know like you got to know that you are communicating with math. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to do this jump serve and I want it to go over here, how much force do I think I need to put on it in order to get it there? Like, you got to be thinking like this, quick. It ain't just about swinging at the damn ball. It ain't just about going up there, jumping as high as you can and hitting it wherever mm -hmm. the hell you can. Right. No, you got to pay attention to how your players move on the other side. Mm -hmm. You got to see their timing when they block. Do they jump on time? Do they jump late? Mm -hmm. Like, like you got to know where that setter's comfort zone is. Well, mm -hmm. Like you got to know if that center get under pressure, what are mm -hmm. they going to do? Right. And how are you going to set up your strategy against that? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, everything is thinking, man. This It starts from here. From what you know here, mm -hmm. helps to develop this here. Mm -hmm. And once this develops and you got this working together with the body, mm -hmm. nobody can stop you. It is, right? That's a yeah, formula right there, everything man. Everything is a system. Like, you know, it's not just like your body works together to sustain mm -hmm. uh, a, a certain um, quality of life. Your kidneys, your liver, they all have to work together. It's just like a team. Mm -hmm. But but like if one of those, uh, if, if one of those systems fall off, um, it, it's going to be very difficult for those other systems just to help to bring that system back because it's going to take from them. So like they keep yeah. functioning, this go down, you know, it's over with. You got to compensate for it, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, just, you know, try new things, yeah. like try new things. You might be stuck in patterns. Yeah. You can get stuck in patterns mm -hmm. in this sport. You could be can, doing the same thing over and over yeah. again. Can, can you mm -hmm. speak and, a little bit about um, what Hmong Volleyball offered and, and what made you stick around? Because I, I know a lot of, you know, non-Hmong players have, you know, come and gone. Uh, but I 
you know, you might have like been the one that stuck around the longest, you know what I mean? Like, and you've been involved, you know, and, you know, just walking around and conversating with, you know, just some random right. people, you know what I mean? Because, because first of all, I got respect for the human race, mm -hmm. for the human race, which means ain't no big me's, ain't no little you's, no matter where you come from. If we communicate with each other and get an understanding, if I can, if I can agree to disagree, you can agree to disagree. We can drink a beer and like go home. It was a successful connection. So, um, you know, what really drove me into Hmong volleyball were, were the hearts of the people. Like I can feel a person's heart. I can feel a person's energy when they're close to me. Um, um, I can feel negative energy, definitely, because I've been surrounded by it my entire life. Um, I, I have to meditate just to pull all the negative thoughts and things out of my mind. And while I'm meditating, I just think about positive things. Like, I, like I am great. I am magnificent. Things to build up the spirits, confidence. Because, because if you're telling yourself, you're going to be telling yourself things that you'll never hear anybody say to you. And uh, those things, even though you don't think that it's doing anything, you have a subconscious. So as time goes by, what whatever is heard by the mind is recorded. We mm -hmm. are 24-hour recording systems. Mm -hmm. And when needed, the subconscious will pop that thought right in the right time where you need it to be, mm -hmm. even if you weren't listening. You know, like just just like um, uh, just like you can walk past and somebody can be humming a melody or a tune, and two minutes later you start humming that melody or or a tune without even yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. You see, like that's how the subconscious works. So, like, we got to trust ourselves too. You know, there are, there is a greater part of us within mm -hmm. us if we're digging deep enough to pull it out. Some people dig a little bit. Oh, that's too much. Oh, it ain't there no way. Oh, let me go and go. No, like it's there. But if you don't mm -hmm. reach for it, it can't reach for you. Like, like you got to take some steps toward it, some real steps, and it's gonna be painful. It's gonna be some struggles. Mm -hmm. You might even lose something with within that situation. Mm -hmm. You might even. Mm -hmm. You might even damage it, damage yourself. Mm. Now, are you going to be motivated to reconstruct yourself and go back at it even harder? Or, or are you going to say, well, you know, I don't want to get hurt no more because I got kids to raise and I, like, I can't handle them if I'm all broke up. That's an excuse. You yeah. can raise your kids, get yourself back together and get your ass back out there, get them toxins out your body, go back home, make love to your wife or whatever you're going to do. Like, Mm -hmm. You can't make excuses for yourself. Like, mm -hmm. if you if you start making one excuse, they're gonna just start to multiply. Yeah. It's just another. Starts to be a habit. Yeah, everything becomes habit once you hit that repetition yeah. state. So, yeah. so like, you gotta form good constructive habits to help you grow. Number one is honesty with yourself, self honesty. Yeah. I dare you yeah. to be honest with yourself. Even though everybody around you telling you, right. man, you this, you that, you this, you that. Mm -hmm. Let that shit brush right off you. Mm -hmm. Because they don't mm -hmm. even know what you're going to become. They don't mm -hmm. have a clue. They only know what you are right now from what they can see. But mm -hmm. they don't know what you're doing in the background. If you right. know what you're supposed to do in the background, ain't nobody going to stop you, man. Right. If, if, if you want it, if you want it by any means necessary, mm -hmm. so will we. Right. 
Man. It's over with. Yeah. But it's hard to pull the wheel out of people because life has tore us down. Well, and, and broken us, G. And a lot of it is, you know what? What I notice sometimes is discipline plays a lot of into it too, and responsibility. A lot of people don't want to take responsibility for what they can become. It's like, uh, well, they blame others around them. Like this is happening to me instead of just looking at themselves, like you said, in the mirror, be honest with themselves yep. and be disciplined and, and take matters into their own hands, man. Once you do that, man, it's like, like you said, it's, it's over. You know, no one can stop you. But you know, those, those guys who short come like that, those guys who mm -hmm. fall off, they mm -hmm. subconscious eat them alive. Mm. Don't be one of those guys that fall off, that gives up. Don't be that guy. Mm -hmm. Because if you are a competitor and if you love the sport, if you got a brain like I do, mm -hmm. you got a subconscious. Yeah. And that, mm -hmm. that subconscious knows that you could have did yeah. better than you did. Like you could have pushed right. harder. Mm -hmm. Like, but if you get your subconscious to believe in the excuses that you create, then you didn't shut mm -hmm. your whole brain function down and you aren't any good yeah. at all yeah. in, in the sport. You're already so, defeated, right? Going in, you yeah. if you have that mindset, you lost already. It's yeah. over. Yeah. It's done. Corey, and like, you know, that's how I was successful. I'm Corey, just can, I'm just speaking from my personal experience. Mm -hmm. Can can you describe your yes. first uh July 4th tournament? How was it? And that was did, the you most feel, did, tournament did you feel did you feel the pressure and all that? I felt everything. <laughs> I felt the love. I felt yeah. Uh, I felt the discomfort. Um, hey, what year was I that, by the, the way? Elders, I always feel the elders definitely. You know, yeah. I feel their spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, like they they carry a different essence than 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 the youth does. Mm -hmm. You know, they carry a more um a more ownership essence, like. Mm. This is how we're going to structure this so we can continue, you know, like yeah. uh, with not many changes, you know, so once they figure out yeah. that things work, they keep it that way. Mm -hmm. But uh, but it's been working for them for thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. So that's why I respect the elders. Like I've, yeah. I've studied Hmong culture. I've, I've studied the history. I've yeah. watched the videos with Ricky Daddy. He used to yeah. always have them on when he used to come yeah. in. All the, like I, um, and the and the reason why I've studied bone culture is because like my culture has been so scattered, but I can mm -hmm. still feel that same love and essence that would be in my culture if I knew it completely. Even mm -hmm. though I do know a, a, a lot about it, but but you know, now why not share in, in somebody else's culture? Why not learn of somebody else's? Maybe it'll give you a closer glimpse into what you might be missing. Mm. Um. And I mean, everybody opened up to me, embraced me, and I and I just embraced back. And I just made a, a, a promise to myself never to never to uh, spit on these grounds. That means never to mistreat anybody in, in this culture mm -hmm. unless they mistreat me. Like I'm gonna give what you, I'm gonna give what you give. Mm -hmm. But um um and like just to always be real, yeah, and to always try to give my best out there mm -hmm. to be an example because of what I have acquired for myself, many people mm -hmm. might not get a chance just to see it, but that's only because the knowledge is power. And if you don't mm -hmm. have the knowledge, then you are stuck. And I have mm -hmm. been dealt with being stifled, stifled from knowledge uh, from my people hundreds of years. 
Mm-hmm. So when you have opportunity to get nuggets or to yeah. absorb knowledge, yeah. you better get it. You better get and, it and man, put it to work. I'm glad you were I'm glad you were woke enough to understand your situation and, and started learning about the culture and then adopting some of the, you know, just some of the ways. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. it's like when we're not awake, it's a missed opportunity to, you know, gain. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just happy that you were like aware enough to like, oh man, like well, like you know, now my awareness, it didn't all come at once. It happened one step at a time. As things right. happen. I had epiphanies. Oh wow! Mm. As like as, as like as things happen, because because like you can't you can't pinpoint everything that's going on, mm. but you got to realize when things happen that you got to be able to catch them. Right. So if you're not able to catch them, then you're not able to really see, mm-hmm. or you're not able so you or you don't have the vision at the time. Right. You got to keep trying. Right. Because the brain is just like a muscle. If you don't mm-hmm. work it, it ain't going to get strong. Right. But, but like when you first work it, you ain't going to see, see no development. So like when you first start working on, on your brain exercises, it's just all positive thought all, um, because you're surrounded by a world of negativity. When something, when it's a situation, the first thing people think about is the worst thing that can happen in that situation. They don't even think about anything else. They go straight into the depths of the worst thing that could happen instead of thinking about the situation in the full circle. Like I try to think in a holistic way. That's the way that I have survived in life and in sports because I was a hell of a basketball player. Like I was a center at 5'11". Everybody, (laughs) every team that I ever played on, they made me the center because if you six nine, I'm still gonna get a rebound because I, I play volleyball, so I'm quicker to the ball. I understand where yeah. it's gonna be before I get there. Yeah. You're like, man, how the hell is you doing this, man? You a little guy. I'm like, man, I play volleyball too, bro. And like, yeah. Man, we don't fuck with no volleyball, man. <laughs> I mean, can can you talk about how uh I think I think that first July 4th that you played, I think you guys lost right. to uh Hustlers. If if uh, if my memory serves me right, how, how devastating was that for, for you guys? For me, um, for me, it wasn't it wasn't devastating because I understand the laws of preparation. Yeah, and um, I know as a team, as a total unit, we didn't prepare together properly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, unless y'all kick ass players, mm-hmm. and you ain't got to practice or do shit, but show up and get on the court and play. <laughs> Is that what you guys kind of did? Kind of just pulled everyone together that last month, last second, and just kind of went out there. Almost every tournament, because we all wow. live so we all live so scattered, far right. far apart. Right. Um, we never practiced together. We not not with each other at least. Right. Uh, right. I think I think that year that we won J four, mm-hmm. I think we practiced twice because Fusu made us practice. Fusu called the practice. Um, mm-hmm. Fusu or uh, Ricky called called the practice. Um, man, I, you know, I, I, uh, like, I love both of those guys, but man, I got a special love for Fusu, yeah. man. So I got. Um, uh, Why is that? Only Speak because, on that. Uh, uh, only because, <laughs> like, as a, 
as a setter, he showed me some things that playing with professional setters, all, all these other things, like you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have. He played with his heart. He wasn't following mm-hmm. patterns. He feels the game when he's playing. And like that's mm-hmm. that's how we were able to, to connect on the court. And anybody mm-hmm. that played with him, they can tell that he's a different type of set. Like mm-hmm. um, he strategizes you know, within himself, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. most setters do. Uh, I think that probably about four or five years, that's what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I can become a triple threat. <laughs> so I can kill the ball on the second time, on, 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 on the second hit, <laughs> on the shank pass. I can block and I can hit. Yeah. So uh, I'm even more of, of a threat once my hands get tight. Talk a little bit about that, the finals. Um, I think uh, I think we lost to you guys. As I, I played with GTO with my guys, I think we lost to you guys, and then you guys went to play Team Cali, I think. That was like their first revision of, of, of uh, Team Cali. And they, I, I think that that's the one where you guys beat them, right? With that was the one that it, where they beat them because uh, well, that that was the yeah that was the no I I think that was the first uh, J four that you guys won right no uh we actually we actually lost our, our first our first J four uh, I got the pleasure of competing against Airborne too um that you guys won that was we. We lost, but you know, now we we was the only team that had won a match against them. Oh, okay. okay. All the way to the end, all the way to the end of the tournament. Um, we end up coming third place in the first tournament that, that I played in. I hate third place, but mm-hmm. um, but I'll but I'll accept it as a lesson. Yeah. Um, like every loss is a lesson. Yeah. Um, but it's a lesson that you have to want not to be taught mm. so bad mm-hmm. that in between yeah. your next competition, you working off your own wheel. You working mm-hmm. for you. It ain't for nobody else. It ain't to look good. Everything that you're doing, it ain't for nobody else but you. If you don't want it, you're not going to get it. Yeah. If you want it, you're going to get it. You're going to talk to who you need to talk to, you think you might need to talk to. Even if they ain't giving you the right advice, you're going to listen to it. Um, but you're gonna put two and two together, and if it's there for you, and if you thorough with it, you'll see it'll yeah. fall in place. And wherever you go, people know your name because you didn't just play the game with the skills that you was taught through college because your parents had a lot of money to put you through it because you're playing with a different element. You're playing with what's inside. You're playing with that heart. You're playing with that yeah. will. You're playing with that determination. You're playing with all the elements that the gods gave you to be great. Use it. It's there for you. Tap into it. Yeah. Tap into so, it. So, so how was that um, when you guys won your first J4? How was that? Uh, what did that mean to you? Did, because for us, Hmong guys, our, the J4 is like our Super Bowl. So like anybody that wins it, they're kind of like enshrined and they're kind of immortal. You know what I mean? So, but what I, I'm curious to, to know, like what it meant to you when you guys, when you guys won your first J4 tur- tournament? Well, that year that we won, 
uh, we all became more more dedicated mm -hmm. to the sport and to the team. Mm -hmm. um, it actually meant everything because we worked hard. We worked our asses off. And uh, there were times in the tournament where you would feel like you're about to lose or like, please, man, don't, 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 like, don't let this happen again. We all here, the whole damn team got their head down, everybody uncertain. And where there's uncertainty, there's negative thought. Um, I just, we just, I'm gonna say we because, you know, it's not we won it. So I guess, even though we had doubts, we never let ourselves become uncertain that we wanted that. We wanted that more than anybody. And uh, it's not that tournament meant a lot to me, bro. I didn't even go to sleep that night after we won. I stayed up the yeah. whole fucking night. Yeah. Um, still talking about the tournament. Motherfuckers sleep. They on the couch. Like, yeah, boy. Boy, wake your ass up. <laughs> yeah, man. No, man. It was. Uh, I don't know. It. it it might have been a little bit more exciting to me because uh, I had never felt that type of love surrounding me, you know, mm -hmm. um, people that was op open for shit talk, you know, people that. Wait, how many how many years are you playing in the Hmong circuit already before you you guys actually won? Was it probably like the third, fourth year Two. in or you already built like that little following yeah. already, right? And like we didn't win the J4 tournament, but we won every other tournament that. Right. That was out there and like you know ko ko was our worst rival yeah because uh with hova and uh elaine doing the shit that they was doing um it just made it just made things difficult because like they had that part like they had yeah. that i'm not gonna quit they had right. that i'm gonna push all the way to the head mm -hmm. they had that i'm gonna motivate my team if everybody got their head down hold your heads up let's go it's always somebody mm -hmm. in the team that's that's gonna take that responsibility because because they realize how hard hard they work. Yeah. And for you to work hard and then get on the court and punk out, mm -hmm. don't ever do that. You can punk out right. when you go home, go in the closet, cry, whatever. Don't ever do that shit on the court when you got other people depending right. on you. It's not about you on right. the court. It's about everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It's, it's harder. If you have that ever happen, it's harder to face your teammates again. It is, but man. man up. That's why I can't believe Scotty Pippen did that. Remember Scotty did that with the Bulls, 1.8 seconds yeah, he, left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that's old school though. Uh, you know, yeah, like something else that I, I want to touch on is mm -hmm. overly emotional men. Mm -hmm. Like some of us are emotional like women. And mm -hmm. um you can't be emotional in this sport and be a goat like you can't be emotional unless you got the victory then that's when you let your emotions out yeah. like other than that besides screaming for a side out mm -hmm. um you know somebody say something and then ah, you get out like no like you're wasting right. energy you know all, all your right. focus shouldn't be on what people say it should be focused on your next move well, that's kind, of, that's kind of how I saw you play as well, too. I don't think you ever got into it. Well, I don't think anyone ever wants to talk shit to you, I well, don't think. I mean, uh, you never really got into it with anyone, yeah, have you? Yeah. Well, or did you? Not really in, 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 not really among volleyball because okay. I, got, like, like, I got respect for everybody. And like even mm -hmm. though we might cut each other out on, on, on the court, like I'm still, like, I ain't going to disrespect you in the, right. in the way to make you think, oh, this nigga think he 
this dude think mm-hmm. he up. No, like, because I'm not better than you. Like, I am you in a sense. You know, we all bleed. You know, it's our flesh and blood. Breathe this oxygen. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, now what's the difference? If I don't got no money, I'm going to turn to poverty. If I mm-hmm. got money, I'm going to live in, in, in a high rise. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we all are put in situations and circumstances for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's not the reason that we're there. It's how we going to get out of it. And like, that's, you know, it's not just like, just like this sport. Can you please repeat that question mm-hmm. that you asked me? Because so many thoughts go, go through my mind when I get to talking to you. Well, I was just I was just saying, like, I don't think anyone ever um, I was just wondering if you ever got into it with oh, yeah. anyone because you were so no. focused on the job that you had to do. You never really like because you were talking about how stoic um, someone who's like a goat had to be. And I was just mentioning, like, I don't think you ever got into it with anybody at all. Like just, you know, going at it, trash talking where it became like a you versus them game. You were always more about like, OK, let's gather and focus as a team because we need to get through this maybe because like you know sometimes when i would say shit it, it, it'll motivate the players on, on the team but like you got to know your team's chemistry right and i mean you know it's not timing timing is is, is, is everything like if you get six packed in the face you ain't gonna jump up the team and say yeah let's go <laughs> hell no you're gonna be right there holding your face you know so like you know we gotta be you know we gotta be realistic um I mean, uh, whenever whenever people talk shit to me, that made me take my game to the absolute level. Mm. Um, that all started when I was playing with white boys, yeah. and they get that and they get that one block and they look at you, look down the ground, maybe spit to the side or do some goofy shit. And uh, <laughs> and I mean, you know, now this was actually my opportunity just to be able to affect white men, really. Um, because mm-hmm. they were the ones that I always had to worry about. So for me to get into a sport that they so-called dominate and then dominate them and see the response that they give, hey, what school did you go to? Sidewalk University, brother. <laughs> That's what I tell them, because I'm, because I'm, I'm at your ass. I'm gonna steal that ass. one. I'm gonna steal that one, dude. <laughs> Don't trademark it. I'm gonna steal that one, bro. I'm gonna make shirts. Of it. <laughs> hey, 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 that'll be tight. That'll be a tight, tight ass team. I'll give you thirty percent. I'll give you thirty percent of my profit. <laughs> hey, we, hey, you know what? We should. Next, next time, or you could come over the all sidewalk. University team, man. Pretty ass. I mean, that's my future. That's my future idea of, of the sport. Uh, you know, as my game, as my uh, supernatural abilities start to, you know, like deplete, that's mm-hmm. where I start to give back. Like, that is where I start to pour in those that still are developing just to see if, if they can take knowledge that they have gotten from somewhere bring it into themselves and help them to pull their greater self out. Mm. You know, like we, we are afraid to see what's really within us. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that we are afraid is because some of us aren't even willing to fight for it or to try. Mm. We'll go so far and we'll say, oh, that's all I got. Mm. I'll be watching on the sidelines, buddy. 
Like, what the hell you mean you be watching on the sidelines? That team needs your damn jump serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You here? What the hell you here for? To get drunk? Throw up? Throw up? <laughs> no, man. Like, you know, like we got all kind of influence, man. You know, like we got, we got the influence of our families. We got influence of our bodies. We got our own self influence. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, uh, it's up to you how you want to live your life. Do you want to live your life as a could as a could be champion, mm-hmm. or do you want to live in life as a champion? Mm-hmm. You know, Corey. Corey, what, what would you say is your most uh, memorable win in in Hmong, Hmong volleyball? How how many years have have you been playing in 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 Hmong volleyball? About 13, 13 or 14 13? years. Damn, that's a lot of years, bro. Like, what what would you say is your most memorable? I think I came in in 06. Mm-hmm. I, that's more than 13 years. But, uh, Wait, are you retired? See, are, you're still playing. Are you still active? Hell yeah, I'm still active, man. See? <laughs> you know, uh, recruit. Look, bro, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't count him out. I'm not stopping <laughs> playing until I'm set. Okay, Tom Brady. No, um, I have went to volleyball tournaments <laughs> and seen people with no legs sitting on a volleyball court, hitting the ball around because mm. of their will to play the sport. Right. Well, how, how is it that somebody without legs got more will than me? Hell no. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, right. certain things that you look at and see in life should motivate you to try to be the best you that you can be, whether it's mm. in the sport, whether it's at work, whether it's at home with your family. It's always about elevating. It's always about mm-hmm. taking it to that next level as time goes by. Sometimes people stay at that level for a long time, but when they really decide to rise, they go. But if you ain't making no decisions to rise and taking responsibility for what you see, want to see in your future, what you want to see in your future in the sport, mm-hmm. then you're just going to be stagnant. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to get what you want. You're going to make an excuse of why you didn't get it. And you're going to live with that excuse. Mm-hmm. I can live with that excuse, bro. So and thanks, and thanks to the whole oh, community, I don't have to live with that excuse because because the white mm-hmm. community would never give me this type of recognition. They would mm-hmm. never even call me a, le- a, a a legend. They would only say that I'm a black dude that can jump high. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I've mm-hmm. ever been. You know, it's not to them. And uh, the reason why I don't even ask is I'm much more than you all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what would you say is your most memorable win in in Hmong volleyball? I mean, you got a t- tons of wins. So, what would you say is your most memorable? It's really hard to um, to remember because because like I take a win <laughs> in as energy. Yeah. So the more that I win, the stronger that I become within myself, mm-hmm. within my team. Mm-hmm. Um, the more familiar I become with that round ball that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Um. When I lose big tournaments, I take the motivation of how many tournaments I've won during the year versus this mm-hmm. one tournament, which was the main tournament, the one that we really wanted with our hearts and souls. But I guess we weren't we weren't unrealistic with ourselves, um, mm-hmm. and everybody didn't have the same mental strength in order to overcome uh, losing. So, mm-hmm. man, I mean volleyball is going to bring you closer to the people that you're already close to. It's going to bring mm-hmm. you even closer if they got the same drive that you have, if they want it like you do. 
Now you got mm. a partner in growth, mm. you know, mental and physical. You know, like you got a partner. And like people, people cherish partners, but partners got to motivate each other because somebody might say some partner and, and he dropped everything that he was doing with you and now you feel like you are all alone, but the journey is yours first. Right. It'll be great just to have somebody with the wheel and drive like you, but you probably won't find them. And if you do, um, they far few in between. So yeah, sure. um, bet on yourself first. Right. And use the resources and knowledge that are, that are around you to build yourself. Then yeah. take those thoughts and convert them into actions. Um, yeah. I think my most memorable uh, win it wasn't a J4 tournament. It was a Memorial Day mm-hmm. tournament. Um, I used to love those tournaments so much. I had so much energy in those tournaments. I couldn't even I couldn't mm-hmm. even say a word after I was done. I was yelling so much. We had so much energy. <laughs> I was whore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely um, definitely a too long tournament. Yeah. <laughs> that tournament. Those tournaments was those were the most awesome tournaments. Mm-hmm. I actually wish he could continue to do them to this day. I wish he could continue to mm-hmm. do it. But you know, like when you, mm-hmm. you develop in a certain area, you might have other heights that you want to want to go. But at least be going for something higher than yeah. where, where you yeah. are. I mean, right. if, yeah. if you do leave the sport, that'd be achieving something that the sport can't take you to. Yeah. Personally, mentally, and externally in your own life. All right, we're gonna do some quick hitters here. Uh, uh, man, uh, uh, man, volleyball saved my life. So, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Um, so in Hong volleyball, can can you name um five underrated players? Your your five underrated players. Oh, name dropping. Name dropping. <laughs> I mean, I don't underrate people, so. Uh, yeah. I mean, I actually look at people as the actual Or someone who, like. They are, but, um, yeah, players who don't get as much credit as they yeah. deserve. Players that have been looked I over. Um, man, because I haven't looked over any players, even though other people <laughs> have. I don't follow other people's opinions. So, yeah, for real. So, like. So like like e- even in tournaments where me and Ping played a- against each other, there were parts <laughs> in that tournament where he was killing our ass. Was part, <laughs> you know, in that tournament where he felt the 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 power and glory of being a worthy competitor. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. like there is an adrenaline on on the court once you get into that flow, yeah. and you start to see your your success. If you can ride that wave and not get down when you make one mistake, you yeah. don't even know how far you could take yourself. Yeah, it's your I think attitude, I, man. Your attitude I, on that court towards yourself first and then your players. I think I did stuff that I didn't know I could do playing against you. <laughs> man, please. You were after me, man. You were after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the fact. That's why. Serve the ball. <laughs> looking at looking at my spot, I do a peripheral on server. I watch you, man. You know, now you want to challenge me. I want you to challenge me. Yeah. Because yeah. because if if 
everybody's scared and they never challenge me, I won't continue to grow. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I had a lot of mental growing to do when I came to Hmong Volleyball. Yeah. And I think, you know, within this sport and within the 12 years playing with you all, I've, I've completed mm. that. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by, um, what do you mean by mental growing? Is it, is it the game or is it, what do you mean by um, that? Can you elaborate a little bit about it? Um, just, just the growth of self-confidence. When you, okay. um, you were young when you started playing. Um, when I was younger, when I was younger, man, I was just a ball of fire, man. I just wanted to do whatever. Right. So if volleyball was there, like that's right. what I was doing. Basketball was there. Tennis, that's what I was doing. And I uh, and mm -hmm. I never played tennis before and became second place in the tennis tournament. And my mom <laughs> put me in at the last minute at the Park District. <laughs> so like, uh, man, you're just one of those natural athletes. Natural you, get, you, pick it, you pick it up, you just <laughs> like. Damn. Like you know, I mean, my mindset is if any man can do it, you can do it. Right. Everybody has to go through a, a process of development and learning through school, through skills, trades, through relationships and love, knowing how to love people, all these different things. Your brain has to go through a reconstruction. You know, like yes, sir. Try taking something that's plain and rearrange. Mm. It's mm. a lot of work that's involved because yes. when you rearrange it, you don't want to damage it as well. Mm -hmm. So you got to take it piece by piece. And as long as you construct yourself in a positive manner, being honest with yourself, you're going to get there. You got to be a little bit mm -hmm. patient too because everybody moves at different pace. You know, you're, you're, you know, like you might have saw your buddy, he started hitting the ball straight down now, angles and everything. <laughs> he's still <Yeah>. taping. <laughs> he was still taping. <laughs> But but like you're not you're not breaking yourself down. You're not saying, well, you know what? Maybe I'm hitting the ball on my way down. Yeah. Maybe I'm not hitting the ball mm -hmm. at the peak of my jump. So I'll be at, at the mm -hmm. height of my arm swing, and I can clear the net. No, nah, you mm -hmm. just want to jump hard as hell. Your timing off and everything. Right. You coming down, the ball coming to you. You net. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. everything is about patience. Even though you're hungry, like you got to consolidate that power and explode it when you need it. That's what yeah. that's what volleyball is burst of energy. You know, it's not for me. Don't uh, avoid man, don't the avoid question, man. Say what? <laughs> I, did I avoid it? Five underrated players, man. Come on. Why are you avoiding that shit? <laughs> Bro, I'm not avoiding it. Like I what? don't like Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm beside the people that I have played with or the people that I probably smoked some bud with or like we didn't know, <laughs> we didn't, you know, kick it. I, I, like, I, I, I remember everything. I remember those guys, but the individual players. <laughs> um, because, like, I have saw some players that I have never saw. Uh, I've never saw any um, any match to, like, certain defensive yeah. players or yeah. certain, you know, Players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like, 
only I mean, I don't even I don't even like I don't even rate people. Like when I play them and when I look at them on the court, everybody look like chickens to me on the court. I don't know nothing else. Like everybody looked the same. Mm. So so like even if you seven feet tall, you look regular to me. Mm. I'm gonna play an imagination game on you because your arms gotta be in the right place. Your hands gotta mm. be in the right place to stop me. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's only a matter of a few seconds that y'all spend time in the app. Mm. So you gotta know what you're gonna do with those seconds before you get there. <laughs> right. And then do it. Right. Hey, most of us are split seconds, okay? Not seconds. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I didn't yeah, see up there. No, I didn't see it, bro. <laughs> Crazy things happen in, in crunch time, boy. <laughs> what crunch what time. about what about top five players like within your entire volleyball career? Top five players that you ever competed with. Or play with. Well, I've uh, I've played on teams with like players like Dan Schultz. You ever heard of Dan Schultz? No, I'll look him up though. Boy I ever played with. Um, and and uh, his name Daniel Schultz. He played at Loyola, Loyola University. We played. Okay. We played USV USAV Men's Open. Mm. We all we all had on um had on some like some coochie cutter shorts. They was like <laughs> in between our uh. That's it now. That's in now. Okay, don't some, don't, some nut don't you're gonna you're gonna upset most <laughs> of the audience right now. You know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the name of our team was World Strongest Men. It was funny as hell. <laughs> but, but man, this was six eight with a forty inch vertical, nasty jump serve. Um, six eight with a forty inch vertical. So that's like an NBA player, like dunking was nasty, but he was a weed head too. So, um, okay, like, like I'm like, um, I'm not condoning people. Is that how you guys click? Sales. Okay, so just yeah. because I do it, if I mm-hmm. if I would have had the knowledge coming from somebody that I honor, such as myself back then, I, I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have if I was in the position mm-hmm. of. Living a volleyball life, having having volleyball within my mm. culture, um, mm. it's almost a platform of growth. That's not right there because most mm. volleyball people that I know are successful people in life. Mm. The ones that aren't, mm. that's because they choose not to be really. Mm. But but the majority of mm. them have great hearts. They they understand how to work together. Uh, they know how to party. They asses off. And uh, 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 and they played really well, but like uh, uh, it was mm. only maybe maybe a handful of 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 college boys that I you know I dealt with. Um, uh, I played with somebody that I I looked up to, but I didn't know who they were when they were when I was playing against them, and I actually blocked them for times and and we beat them in a grass triples tournament um he was an olympic player I'm trying to think of these guys names because wow. i'm not good with names but i am great with faces okay um 
What year are we talking about here? About 2010. that gave you the most trouble if if you can name five Legion's hangover, right? 
Maybe yeah, it's a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> hangover. Um, yeah, hangover with they brought with the other uh brother or cousin, I think. Yeah. Um Yeah, they used to like they used to talk shit though. <laughs> now, them boys got heart. Um, yeah, they <laughs> you know, but you know, now they humble too. Like, you know, now they like they like, yeah, man. They probably Take smoked with you, didn't they? <laughs> Look, man, you are. If you go up to somebody and tell them to take it easy on you, you defeated yourself already in the beginning. <laughs> Don't ever tell nobody that. Like, yeah. bring it on, man. Because yeah. I'm definitely going to bring it. Because yeah. I'm coming. You know, like, you oh. got a motorbike inside, too, man. That's, it's serious. There's a question here. Um, Charles Young wants to know if you ever play with against or played against uh, Marty? Do, do you know Marty? No, I He's played le- with Marty, lefty. against Marty, across oh, okay. the street from Marty. <laughs> okay. We played in plenty of times together, mainly grass, oh, okay. triples, and USAV indoor. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, so you guys are well acquainted then, huh? Yeah, he was my left-hand rival. Yeah, yeah. Everybody thought he was the Corey Antidote. And <laughs> um, they community. He nasty man. Like I give everybody their their due respect in the sport yeah. because just to develop to the level that we develop now takes hell of a lot of focus. Like it takes mm-hmm. it takes things that the average person ain't gonna do. So like you're already a champion up front because you put yourself in a position to be able to grow and not be standard and um and maintain your health. Yeah, because I'm. You know, by 40, I'm 43 years old. And I'm stronger than some of these young boys out here, man. I'm, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't play with, I don't play with anybody. Mm-hmm. And don't nobody challenge me because I'm a cool guy. Like, I don't take it to people like that. And if they get to talking crazy, as long as they ain't in swinging distance, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from that situation. But I'm going to mm-hmm. strike first, no matter what. In the game, in real life, like, that's the way that I have survived. I don't give people a chance to do to me what they're going to do to me. I make the first move. I make the choice to do to them what I'm going to do first. Now, yeah. they can recover from what I did, fine, but most people ain't recovered. And I'm talking in volleyball terms, not yeah. talking in, uh, you know, street terms. And then Sean Tell wants to wants to know if uh, you'll continue to follow Hmong Volleyball. And uh, what I'm do you think? I'm going to continue to play at Hmong Volleyball. Yeah. What do you think about? I'm not stopping. What do you think about Hmong kids and younger players in general need to do to to be better? I think that they should work on um, challenging themselves to learn from their mistakes. Um, because that's what children are going to do. That's what children have mastered. That's how they learn how to walk. That's how they learn how to go to the potty. Uh, it's all a process. So like you have to take younger people through a milder process, but it has to start with the building of their self-belief, you know, so, so you'll be cheering them on. You'll be, you know, motivating them and telling them a little bit of what you want to see, or you just be throwing the ball to them, and just, if they touch it, you're getting excited because you want to, because you want to build that spirit with inside of them. 
because if you build that spirit, they're going to do exactly what you was doing. They're going to get right into the sport and they're going to go hard and you're going to be tired at the crib. And it's like, daddy, come on, play. Come on, play some ball. And now, now you got to step, you know, find yourself up. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. you got to start out. It's not slow with the kids because you can burn them out. Like you can put yeah. them into the position where they they aren't excited about the game anymore because they got somebody hollering down their back all the time. Just let it be natural. Try it. If if it don't work out, he got a subconscious in the brain. When he by himself, he's gonna try it exactly what he did with you. And he's gonna get mm-hmm. it. And the next time he see you, he'll be like, Dad, look, I got it. You know, like you gotta give them a chance to develop, but you can't force development on them. So so you just want to focus on, on a mild development, making it more fun than more serious for the children. And um, and just, you know, just being more of a motivator um, in that. Because once you build a child's spirit, they're going to fall into place. But mm. if they feel intimidated because they're not satisfying you as a parent because that's what you're showing. I'm like, oh, man, you got to get this right, buddy. Come on, you can do it. Oh, yeah. man, no. I'm like, it's all right. Go ahead. Yeah. You're going to mess up. Send it back. Wherever you go. Yeah, right. Like, like yeah. it isn't more about the skill that you can bring to a person, but if you can motivate that person to want to bring the best out of them, that's what mm-hmm. you do to children. Yeah. Right. You just put what you want them to develop first. You can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. You can just start off teaching them strategies on the court. They ain't touch the ball or nothing, but they can make their own volleyball right. plays. Like they understand. It. Once they understand it, that's another level of confidence. So mm-hmm. now, they, hey, man, you know, man, maybe I might want to play the sport. And they just get mm-hmm. into it. Next thing you know, they're a totally different person. You know, I mean, uh, Children are so beautiful just to teach, but oh, yeah. children also have, at birth, doubts because yes. their parents have had doubts. So, like, like you have to get them confident in themselves. Right. And you can get, and you can train your child and get them to do whatever you want want them to do. And you're not being fake confident; you're being positive confident. Like, if they mess up, yeah, oh, it's all right. I, I know you're gonna mess up. We all mess up. That's what life is about. Mm-hmm. Right again, you know. Yeah. So. You know, one of the things that, speaking of that, one of the things that I, I remember Kobe Bryant being interviewed, and then I think at the time he was still he was coaching his daughter, and they kind of asked him, you know, how's it like for him coaching his daughter? You know, is he hard on her? Is he, you know, they were asking him a question about just coaching his daughter, and one of the things that resonated with me is he he answered like, well, he kind of answered first and foremost, and and this is really you know, hit hard. Like first and foremost, like my daughter knows the first thing she has to know is that I love her. And then everything yeah. comes afterwards. Then I could start teaching her. I could start saying this, saying that being hard on her. So first and foremost, I think the kids need to know that no matter who it is, it could be a coach. It could be a parent, whoever's guiding them. They have to know that you truly care about them and looking out for them. So yeah. if you were to tell them how to do certain things, then they'll, they'll click and they'll listen to you. So that's kind of what Colby kind of mentioned. And I was like, wow, yeah, you know, when you think about it, that is true. You know, the yeah. kids, they really need to know that you truly care about them. So whatever feedback you give them, they'll take it to heart and they'll put it to use and they'll start learning from their mistakes, like how you alluded to. Yeah, definitely. 
I mean, I didn't even um, I, I didn't listen to Kobe Bryant's interview because it kind of hurt me the yeah. way that like it, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Um, mm -hmm. Things don't happen out of coincidence, but I ain't getting into all that. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we have lost a lot of great people in the arms of fame and um, fortune or you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there are several different paths that you can go down to get mm -hmm. the same result. Right. You have to just make sure that you find those paths. Yeah. Now, you know, now with, with all of my children, they automatically know that I love them because of mm -hmm. what I do for them and because of how I do what mm -hmm. I do for them. So me emphasizing that to my child is not even worth it. They already know it. Right. Um, I mean, I could if they didn't know that I love them from the time that I spend with them, the diapers that I change, the talks mm -hmm. that we have, the book reading at night, the mm -hmm. development of mathematics that I put in, like, when I cook dinner mm -hmm. for them, like, they know. Mm -hmm. um, but they need to have a good experience of learning something with or being taught by their parent that they love or that they mm -hmm are excited about all kids want to do is play man all the way until they get about 10 or mm -hmm. 12 when they boys get a little, one little bit piece of hair coming out the chin so <laughs> and they try to change the game but it's all about playing right. it was it's mm -hmm. i still want to play now but everybody too damn grown around me <laughs> you know like i'm a big ass baby yeah. man like i don't want to lose that that youth within me because if I do I won't know how to communicate with the young mm -hmm. so like I I, I I live within the time that I spend with my children because mm -hmm. I pay attention to their emotions mm -hmm. I learn from them I learn how to I learn how to be patient from children like mm -hmm. everything that you experience in life it's either going to make you better or it's going to tear you apart and if you recognize that it's not making you better then it's tearing you apart get right. the hell away from so like, sure. man, children are children. Children are, are so beautiful. Sometimes I don't even want to spend time teaching them a sport. I want to spend time trying to help mm -hmm. them to develop their mind because, yeah. because like most of our men are whiners. Like they cry babies. They turn to big girls and they beat me women. They doing all, all, all types of different things because they never had a strong man around them to show them how to deal with their emotions. Mm -hmm. Like we're supposed to help to keep sometimes our our women's emotion in check. They ain't supposed to be keeping our emotions in check. You know, like mm -hmm. we are so confused. So like, like I'm dealing with everyday life and trying to grow there in every aspect. Yeah. So if I encounter it and I can learn it, I'm going to do it. If it's going to be profitable with me mm -hmm. or if it's going to give me a life learning experience that I can use in the future, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, if it's a trade or if it's something that I can use just to help a community or to, you know, if I better myself, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm not going to say if it's a sport that I don't know how to do and I'm just going to start playing it. I mean, I don't want to go through any more learning curves, even though I do all the time with all the new stuff that I learn. But I don't want to rededicate myself to something different because uh, I'm married to volleyball, brother. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. You know so, what I'm saying? So yeah. Kong, Kong, Yang, Kong Yang wants to know, um, when you guys went to – I think. I, I want to say Sacramento for the first time. I, I think you guys played a team called NSU. 
You want, he's asking uh, how that experience and, and, and uh, how that went. All of the players on the, on the squad had great hospitality. They had great you know, respect. Um, I really didn't like how the how the star players how the star player on the team, Daddy, was dealing with his son. Um, because, and I'm not getting into anybody's life, but I'm just going to be honest and tell the opinion of what I saw. Um, you can have a parent to push you away from this sport trying to push you too hard or trying to control your every move on the court instead of instead of letting things become and develop in the way that they're going to develop you want to try to force development mm -hmm. and that's going to not only not motivate your child you're going to make him find ways to get away from what he's dealing with even if he has to get away from you so um let your child just sit back and study your child. Sometimes don't even try to guide them. Just sit back and see how they're going to do. Try to understand them. You know, so like when you start to communicate with them on what you want them to do, um, they will be able to tell that you have been watching them, that you understand them because you're going to tell them, well, I've been watching you, son, and this is what I see, this is what I see, this is what I see. You do want to be a volleyball player, right? I'm not making you like you got to want this yourself. If you want it, it's like you want a piece of candy, you know. Like you got to talk to kids like on, on that level. It's it's more it's more psychological to me mm. than um than just I'm the daddy with the authority. You get your ass out there and go bump the ball into the net. Go serve the ball for them. You know, no, like you don't punish a child with the sport. You uplift the child for sport when they get good grades in school. Hey, let's go play some volleyball out. You know, like. Like you put, you put volleyball on a positive realm with the child and they're going to love it automatically. Mm. But if volleyball brings any tension to that child's life, they're going to automatically hate. And mm. that's, that was the problem that I had with NSU. But other than that, all the players was nice, man. I got drunk as hell at, at, <laughs> uh, at my buddy house. Uh, I was falling over the weight bench and everything. Man. I thought the <laughs> weight bench was right here, but it was over there. <laughs> Oh man, when I woke up, I was still over there in the corner. Yeah, man. Uh, when I went to Sacramento, man, Sacramento was a blast. It almost could have could have gotten out of hand over volleyball <laughs> tournament. Um, I mean over, over, over on the volleyball game. Um one of the guys from Sacramento took it a, a little bit deep, and he was like, "Nigga, you in Sac now? You better not go nowhere." Really? Around here. So I was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah." All right, man, we're gonna go to Applebee's and go to the hotel, man. We ain't going out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Retired game banger, man. Forget all that. One thing you don't do is challenge another man in their own home. That's one thing you'll never do. Right. You'll never go to nobody's house to argue with them. It's another thing you don't mm -hmm. ever do. <laughs> but um yeah, people do that dumb shit all the time. But um yeah, uh fans. Man, uh man, like volleyball gave me something that 
nothing else in life I think would have would have ever gave, and yeah. it gave me my true me. Um, it helped me to break myself down, mm. honestly, and to know that I was a fucking terrible passer. Mm. Dude, I was able like serve the black guy. I could hit the shit out of a ball. I couldn't pass no hard-driven balls for nothing. Shank, 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 shank. Mm. Well, do you know how many hours I spend on the wall by myself just bumping the ball back and forth till my arms hurt? Like I mm. was doing push-ups, but I was just bumping the ball. My wrist red. Like mm. I went through something because ain't nobody finna outdo me. Right. If you do outdo me, then we gotta have a rematch. Right. Because maybe I didn't work hard enough. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to allow you to outdo me, even though it's a team sport in volleyball. So if everybody feels the same way that you feel on the court, you you said you ain't going to allow nobody to outdo you. I'm not either. So he coming to hit, I'm going to stand in the danger zone to get that defensive ball up. Because yeah. we're going to come back even harder, yeah. quicker. Yeah. You know? Um. It's just about how you think about things, man. Like, you are what you think you are. Mm -hmm. If you think you average, ah, oh, man, I'm okay. Then that's what you are. You said it yourself. Mm -hmm. But, like, you got mm -hmm. some people that think they all it is, but they not shit. Um, well, I ain't going to say they are anything, but, and, like, pardon my language, because I know some kids might be watching this, so I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um Knowing, but they, I know they have heard curse words before, but I, I'm, I'm not going to be the one to constantly portray that. Yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. like, they like they know they are anything themselves. Mm -hmm. But in order to make themselves feel good, they lie to themselves constantly. Mm -hmm. And it gives them the arrogant attitude. Mm -hmm. And then they carry that arrogant attitude on their shoulder and give it to everybody else in bits and pieces when they feel like it. No. Mm -hmm not doing that mm. so at the end of um, our show we like to play this little game um uh, called start bench and cut so you gotta decide who you want to start who you want to bench and who you want to cut um uh oh yeah i didn't i didn't oh, really have, <laughs> i didn't really have anybody um but uh since you went, um, since you went like the five five teams that gave you trouble, you went KO, Team Cali, and Primetime, and all that. Um, let's go uh, Hova, um, Ylang, and um, um, what's the uh, the outside hitter from uh, Team Cali? We call, I, I call him Term Terminator, so I, I don't really know his name, but he's the outside hitter from uh, Team Kelly. He's got ball head. He's, he looks like he's like Puerto Rican or something. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not being, uh, I'm not being biased, but I would probably keep uh, KO. Uh, and the reason why I um, say that is because they work well together. So if I'm going to have one of them on the team, even though Elaine is a beast, man, we went and beat him. We went out 
from the north side of Chicago, man, and beat the brakes off these folks, man. They couldn't believe two a black dude and an Asian dude came in there and took their tournament like that. Oh yeah. But um yeah, like I've had great experiences with both Ova and um Elaine. But um like I don't um I don't think I have much experience with the player from Cali besides trying to block them or blocking them or trying to hit around them or over them. Um, so I would probably definitely say and he started acting up. Um, but he used my hands a lot too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, now that's a hard one, but yeah, um, I'm going with the Midwest. Okay. So you're starting Hova. I think someone mentioned his, uh, the kid from Cali's name. His name is Steven. Steven. Okay. Mm -hmm. From Cali. I don't know if you know, remember, but that's what someone typed yeah. in. Kong did. Yeah. Steven. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't really measure players, but mm -hmm. players show me the measurement of their will and their heart on the court. Mm -hmm. And like that's what I honor, in mm -hmm. uh, in Hova and like Elaine, because mm -hmm. we have played in tournaments where we was beating their ass, and they will was so strong, and they stayed consistent, and their skill was so good, and they were all in the same accord, and they would come back and beat our ass. Like it's it's just if a team wanted, just like we were playing, we were playing. Uh, team j4 i think it was porn stars or, or something like that they had us 13 to 2 mm -hmm. they was cheering all throughout the whole game like going crazy doing signs everything you know having powerful huddles and then everything changed mm. just instantly because when we got in the huddle we like man this is what we came out here for <laughs> Yeah. Did we just travel all this way, spend the money on hotels, do all this because we don't believe in ourselves? Because we don't we don't let somebody that ain't work as hard as us get this? Let's go. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like when you work hard, that's your confidence bill. That's your number one confidence bill. You gotta work for it, man. It ain't ain't no shortcuts. You ain't gonna escape through this. You know, you might even get six pack, like you might even Break a finger or something. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going, man. Because it's people that it's people that want to do it, but they can't do it, bro. It's mm -hmm. people that want to walk, but they can't walk, man. Every time yeah. I run, I love. It. Mm. I, I would have loved to be in uh, some of you guys' huddle, man. I think that some of you guys' huddle would have been pretty interesting, man. With you and uh, Ricky or, Co or Coman going at it, and a lot of you know just. <laughs> Can you tell a story real quick about like a memorable huddle that you guys had? You got any stories where you guys just went up in the huddle and just like freaking went at it, or I don't, yeah. I don't know something. Well, I mean, you know, not all of us like we had dominant players on on the team, but you know, with any team, you have to designate 
a team leader. Right. Um, and you know, it's like we weren't none of us were, you know, like disrespectful. So mm-hmm. everything will be good when we're in the league. But here's where spirits right. and everything change when when you go down two points after you were just up six points. Right. And you don't know what to do because you're thinking negative. The only thing you're thinking about is, man, we're gonna lose. Man, we what is we doing out there, man? Like we like, like you know, pass the ball. I'm like, no, man, no, we no. We're not pointing fingers, you know. Mm-hmm. We win as a team, we lose as a team. But we want to be on the L side. Do we want to be on the L side? We ain't mm-hmm. no losers, man. We ain't no losers. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Do we lose often? We have in the past played with other people by ourselves. Right. But like when you get that right chemistry, um, and I mean, shit, like we used to motivate each other. Like I. Mm-hmm. Like out of the blue, it was like I would see the setter gonna do his little thing and set it in the net two times in a row. I'm like, oh man, you messing my motivational <laughs> apple up. What are you doing? <laughs> Think, man. Yeah. Man, it's up there on top of your neck. He's like, all right, Corey, all right, all right, Corey. Little laugh. <laughs> Eventually, get it together. Like you know, we all gonna get it together, but you're gonna make it exciting when you put everything that you got into it. You're gonna make it exciting for you and you're gonna make it exciting for those who are around you. And it's gonna really be exciting for you when you go home by yourself and you actually feel everything that you did and what happened. And you recap it within your mind. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. And then when you come back to it and somebody's like, man, you remember what you did the other day, man? And you're like, no, nah, like, oh yeah, man, you know, it's it's fine, like, man. But I'm, I'm trying to get at least two more inches on my vertical. We're gonna sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just all of, all about you know, my progression, man. And I could talk for hours, bro. I could talk. I got so much stuff. I I could, I, uh, I didn't even have time to write the book. It's gonna be some chapters, man. I can't. <laughs> I got right now. I got to do you know, what I could do fast first. You know, about like, maybe I I can try to write something that's just strictly on brain strength, but it's so intertwined you know, with the experiences in my life that my life is going to end up coming up as I'm explaining. Yeah. Because I, I can only tell you from experience uh, and I can't teach what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, so mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I can only speak the truth on everything that I've experienced and whatever I didn't experience, I'm kind of glad that I did. Mm-hmm. Because maybe it just wasn't permitted to me to experience it in that way. But out of all of it, I got my health and my strength I got a great mindset, mm. family and friend oriented. I mean, I'm a little bit you know, concealed because because I got to learn how to think for several different people, you know, not just me. So um, on top of all that fun, you still got to man up and take care of your responsibilities. But, yeah. um, but you know, that's without question. Yes, you know, um, man, I mean, volleyball is the excitement of my life. And then come into a tournament where people love it the exact same way, or not even more than I do. Like those tournaments are the highlights of my life. I was yeah. Saying, do you those know? Are, okay, yeah. okay. I'm gonna just tell you this 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 quick story. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, when, okay, I was I was building pole barns in um, in in, in Wyoming in in a, in a place called Gillette, Wyoming, mm-hmm. and uh. And the uh, the Metrodome tournament was 
you know, it's not coming up. And, uh, you know, now this, this story is intertwined with the reason why I stopped gambling mm. uh, or, or going to strip clubs. So, <laughs> so I got paid two days before I was supposed to go to the, uh, to the uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. And I went to the uh, strip club. And when I woke up, I was like, I was like $1,300 short of what I was supposed to have. Um, mm. But like one of my work buddies um, saw, saw my videos and you know he was he was a white boy he he hopped in his truck and drove me all the way to minnesota damn just to play in that tournament i only missed one wow. match he didn't even have a way mm. to get back home he had to call his mama mm. and have her send him some money just to get back home but he didn't care because wow. he was so excited about what i could do that he thought it was important for me to get to minnesota damn. i still tweak out about that story because on the way we was doing all kinds of shit. He was like, I'm gonna run out of gas. I'm gonna run out of gas. I'm like, oh man, I got the last money that I got right here, man. Fill it up. <laughs> man, I mean, it was uh, just, you know, the, the things that we do, you know, for the sport. Um, this, you just get to experience so much. So just, you know. I was gonna ask you the name of that strip club, but what what do the off camera, man? <laughs> Dude, if I don't remember who I gave my money to, how you think I'm gonna remember the name of this <laughs> We go to every strip club in Wyoming. They probably got your picture up. Like, don't let this do in. <laughs> Man, he was they had a picture of me. Like, if you see him, send him over here. <laughs> yeah, I ain't even breakdown singles. I remember just giving 20 after 20 after 20. <laughs> I kept them drinks rolling and I was out of my mind. But um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, like you're going to make memories, but you know, mm. I make them for a good reason because you're working hard for yourself in yeah. this and it's worth it to you. Like you have earned those experiences because you bear the fruit of the tree that you, that you grew. If you ain't um, planting no seeds, ain't nothing's going to grow from it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I'm still basking in enjoyment. You know, like I, I mean, I, uh, I go back and watch those videos, and I'm like, damn, I can't even do this thing like that no more. <laughs> hey, that, that's why there's videos of you out there, man. People know, can look man. back I'm, and be I'm like, so damn. glad everybody took those videos. <laughs> it's good to look back. Yeah. I actually wish I would have took some so I could have been making some money off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleep on the game, man. Oh man. <laughs> no, but it's all good. Um I hey. was just honored just yeah. for somebody to think it was worth it to put me on their camera, brother. <laughs> hey, bro. Tell me. Yes, sir. Thanks. We running about almost two hours here. <laughs> but running hot. Hell yeah. We don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, we just want to really thank you for uh, kind of uh, answering uh, our call and, and coming on and, you know, giving us some knowledge, some some deep stuff too, some some great stories, you know what I mean, from all your experiences, you know what I mean? We're, we're truly, truly blessed to be in your presence, man. Likewise, brother. Yeah.
Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, Mag, go back, listen it all the way from the go beginning, man, because Corey yeah. shared a lot of knowledge yeah. and a lot of just insight on you know his life and just his journey on how he got to this point. Yeah. You gotta I'm sing sure. for us, dude. Yeah, you got down with that you, or what? He promised I us. Am, let me see. It was a little verse. What you want me to sing, man? Uh, Don't matter. Um, who's high right now? Let me see. <laughs> did you, um, hey, did you follow R. Kelly back in the days? Hey, I, you know R. Kelly, you know whatever, but he was dope as heck back in the days, dude. Look, man, man, I love R. Kelly, bro. Right? R. Kelly, one of the most coldest songwriters in the world. He's one of the most mm -hmm. creative people in the world don't you know right. remember in the past like, everybody paid attention to babyface mm -hmm. because he was writing all boys and men songs and he right. had the most r kelly killed that man mm -hmm. you know not physically but in his talent in his mm -hmm. in his creativity he created oh, yeah. his sound his own oh, yeah. flow like man. i watch other people's achievement because we don't know what he went through in the darkness to even get to that point Right, because I be hearing he couldn't read or anything. That's even colder if he right. just going in the studio and just mm -hmm. laying it down right. without even writing it down. Like I, right. I mean, I can do that, but mm -hmm. um, I haven't mastered that. I haven't had time to master that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ripping my ripping my voice apart, screaming <laughs> and cheering, and then having to reconstruct my voice again so yeah. I can do what I love to do again. So, um. I'm trying to figure out what to sing. Like, what songs do you know? Or, or I can try to sing the hook to the to the song to the first song that I'm gonna be. Um, yeah, like, yeah. On. Give it. Let's do that. Need one more. <laughs> okay, it could go something like this. I'm gonna sing a little slow. Go. Changes within you. Changes within me. When you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? Changes within me, changes within you. Take a step back and figure out what you're going to do. I'm a little rusty. Wow. wow. Yeah, you don't have it, man. Um, no, that's that's so awesome, cool. man. Bro, you want just Why are you me. this talented, dude? Huh? Why are you this talented? Like, I don't the know, hell, bro. <laughs> Must be <Good>. nice, man. <laughs> you just gotta embrace Good. everything, bro. Like, you gotta, you know, not that things are gonna be a deficit to you, but I dabbled in everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and if I can get an understanding of it, then I can master it. Mm. Yeah. So, like, whatever you do, if you understand it, you automatically become a master in it because you can you can apply that understanding to any situation within the realm of what you're doing. Yeah, for real, man. So, uh, man, I mean, like, you know, that's the reason why I'm so antsy too because, because like if I don't sound out or, or if I can't reach the amount of people that I want to reach, then I'm going to fail and I'm not a failure. So mm -hmm. it's going to go. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for sharing all your talents, man. Yeah. Your singing, your volleyball. Shoot, bro. About the years, man. Kept a lot of people. I mean, you kept a lot of people entertained, dude. Like That's good, man. Just look at those views on the YouTube where you playing and the team playing <laughs> and stuff, man. It's like, shoot. 
I mean, man, I mean, it amazes me, bro. But, but I mean, it was, it was, it was a combination. It was a combination of, of my love for the sport and a combination of y'all love for the yeah. sport. You know, mm-hmm. coming together and becoming one love mm-hmm. because two is equal to one if you divide. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, I just had a brain fart. I was just thinking about five <laughs> different things at one time. That took me out. <laughs> but, uh, something, um, but nonetheless, man, something nonetheless, your say, talent. One mm-hmm. of the last things, and uh, you know, it's not. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's not, I want to give you know, it's not respect to the elders, you know, it's not to the ancestors, mm-hmm. to all of the um, people that was you know watching. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, I want to give my uh, blessings and uh, to those who have lost people through this whole year. It's been crazy, um, mm-hmm. painful, but I just want to thank all of y'all. Man. Yeah. Thanks hey, a lot, Corey, man. Yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for choosing uh, Monk Volleyball, man, because without, yes, without you choosing Monk Volleyball, I, I don't think we would ever be in your presence. And I, I think yeah. we're forever like indebted to you man for real like you know what i mean and as i got whole, hey i got that park name. It's, it's, you know i think mean? it's clarendon park i believe it's clarendon that's it clarendon right off right off sheridan yeah so so we definitely we definitely got to reconnect yeah, again go all the time every yeah. yeah for sure we can yeah. talk about whatever man yeah uh, anything uh, yeah are you still in the Chicago area? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm right off the expressway, right off the uh, off 95th and the damn right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, uh, yeah. But this summer I was supposed to be training a whole bunch of kids that don't know nothing about the sport. Okay. Um, yeah. Trying to get that going, just trying to have time for them, but mm-hmm. everything's spontaneous in this world. Yeah. Ain't, yeah. ain't, sh- ain't yeah. shit really happening at times it's supposed to happen for some yeah. strange reason. Yeah. Well, whatever you do, man, whether it's your music or volleyball, whatever, you, you know, you want to come on and talk about it, just hit us up and we'll definitely hit you up with, you know, a few subjects and, and we'll definitely reconnect again. But, uh, Corey, thanks again. Uh, we're, like I said, forever indebted to you. You know what I mean? Likewise, brother. Yeah. Like All right, man. All right. That's Corey. That's a wrap. Stay safe. Yeah. Stay safe. Yes, everyone. Yes, ma'am. Next Everybody. episode. Thanks, Corey. Peace.